0: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 24th of March. Trade deadline is a day away. We'll break down what the Jazz options are. We'll look at where the rest of the league is heading. And it's a Wednesday edition. So that means Quinn Snyder Wednesday. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs. And at 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We'll have the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week question coming up later in the episode. All right, so let's look at the Jazz from a trade deadline standpoint. We play Brooklyn tonight. They had a nice win last night over Portland. They're ridiculous. Uh, Last night, even without... Kevin Durant and without Kyrie Irving, their offensive rating last night was a 122. It was like a 135 at one point. Um Harden last night just played 40 minutes, conducted at 25 points, 17 assists. Frankly, this team at this point is the Rockets with better shooting and still has James Harden. James Harden never had a Joe Harris elite level shooter. Jeff Green is playing the role of PJ Tucker. Uh, Nick Claxton and DeAndre Jordan are Clint Capella, Bruce Brown is basically any of their Daniel House, Trevor Ariza types, Um, Timothy Luau is any of their other Houston Rocket kind of Gary Daniel House probably is better Gary Clark kind of guys. They've added Blake Griffin, who was actually really good last night. Good ball mover, played in the post, was was useful in 19 minutes. So this is really the, this is how great the Brooklyn Nets are. They're almost exactly James Harden and the Houston Rockets, except for the fact that they don't have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. I mean, really think about it. Like, DeAndre Jordan and Nick Claxton playing forty-two of their center minutes are hundred percent Clint Capella. Blake Griffin played the other eight center minutes, or Jeff Green did. They're exactly PJ Tucker, not as physical defensively. Joe Harris is Eric Gordon on steroids, right? Like, and as I said, Tyler Johnson, Timothy Luau, Bruce Brown are any of those like plug-and-play. Houston rocket guys who just played around and off of and were athletic and played off of James Harden so you know they may be missing two stars because they're the best team in the NBA and virtually unstoppable and they're not as physical defensively or do they want to play defense in the same manner than what uh we saw, but frankly, last night, Dame Lillard's 5 of 17 and Clint, and C.J. McCollum's 5 of 19. Like, they deed up those two pretty well last night. Now, Ennis Cantor wrecked habit with 10 offensive rebounds, and Rodney Hood's just having a miserable year, and so he got nothing going. I feel bad for Rod. He just does not seem to have come back from that Achilles tendon at all. He just doesn't have any bounce at all. He's shooting, like... 36% for the season and 30% from three. And as recently it's 34% and 26%. Like it's just a bummer. Rod's not right at all. Um, so like, that's who they are. Like, this is a good, we're playing like, don't like go into tonight's game and think to yourself, and I'm, you know, and I dismiss it because the trade deadline. I think that's what you want to hear today, but let's make sure we're not getting lost in this. Oh, well they don't have Durant and they don't have Irving. And then, you know, if for some reason, like the game doesn't go our way, Oh my gosh. Like, no, no, no. Like, James Harden is one or two of the greatest offensive player in the history of the game. Michael Jordan is like the other. Like, maybe Kevin Durant's the other. But James Harden's ability to conduct and own a basketball game is really maybe unprecedented in the history of the league. And he's doing it right now brilliantly. And I watched them last night, and, like, that's exactly what I was watching. D'Antoni's on the bench. Steve Nash is coaching it. But that's exactly what I'm watching. And they're doing, like, it'll be, they'll have, depending what they want to do, they'll have 48 minutes of seven-footers on the floor. Nick Claxton's not bad. Last night, they went on a little tiny spurt of the fourth quarter where they played Blake Griffin and Jeff Green as their bigs. And then had Harden, Tyler Johnson, and Luau on the floor in the middle of the fourth. It's kind of when they busted the game open a little bit, though that lineup for a hole, actually it was minus one, but they went on a little 5-0 surge right there and kind of busted the, they busted the game open early in the fourth on an 8-0 run when they actually hardened, went on the bench, which you just can't let happen. Last night... Crazily, they were good when Harden was on the bench, which they had a lineup of Tyler Johnson, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, and Nick Claxton for three minutes and went plus three and then did the same thing with that same lineup except for Luau was in now instead of Bruce Brown and went plus four in the... Open of the fourth quarter, so that's a key part of tonight's game. Is open a second, open of the fourth. When we've got our Conley, go Conley, Ingles, Clarkson, Niang, Gobert lineup on, and they sit Harden, we've got to crush them. Now you only get about eight minutes to do that, but we've got to crush them in those eight minutes tonight. All right, trade deadline. A Lot of like, what are the Jazz gonna do? Probably not a lot for a lot of different reasons. The first and probably most important reason is because it's not fantasy basketball. And one of the things that's so special about this team is how they are collectively a unit in supporting each other. And you add another ingredient to that mix, and it's a risky deal. You know, let's take, for example, Torrey Craig, who was talked about a lot after he got traded by Milwaukee to Phoenix, like, he seems like a perfect piece. There's no question. He's physical. He's kind of the piece we don't have. It like feels really good. Like, I, I, I've heard that from people. I don't disagree with it. But what we don't know is anything about, like, if Tory Craig comes and sits behind George Niang and Joe Ingles, like, is he okay with that? Or does he think, wow. I'm way better than them. I'm not willing to sit. Like, it's interesting to me, he played 21 minutes last night for Phoenix, so they clearly got him to play him. If we got Torrey Craig, we'd get him to break glass in case of emergency. Well, that's not the easiest thing to ask out of a player. Like, it's great for us to try to stockpile talent, but now you have a malcontent walking around your locker room who doesn't want to be break glass in case of emergency, and you have a problem. Right? Ersan Ilyasova's working himself back into shape, playing when the limited practice you can have, probably doing all the things they usually do, which is three-on-three three and four-on-four four and two-on-twos with the, with the G League. It's not fair to call them that, but you got who I'm talking about. You know, the 12 to 15 on the roster. And at some point might be available, but seems to be... I don't know, but I'm sure there was an understanding that, like, if you're coming here, like, we have an eight-man, nine-man rotation. We're the number one seed in the West. We're not disrupting that right now. Like, you can decide, and I think, you know, like, I get worried about our guy George every now and then. His defense recently has been outstanding. George Niang's team defense is, has been outstanding i don't know if the numbers show up but i promise you the coaches love what he's doing because i can see it every night looks to me like he's dragging a right leg i think it's his right leg that's got a it doesn't look quite right to me makes me a little nervous my instinct when we played toronto the other night and they got up on us that that's a hard thing for george if that happens in the playoffs on the other end like if you get right down to it we played houston he was like the one in the playoffs who played well um You know, we could worry about Joe Ingles in the playoffs. Um, He hasn't had great playoff success. He's also, like, crazy on fire right now. So, like, you bring a guy in, and you suddenly, what are you going to do? Like, Joe, you're not taking Joe off the floor. He's, like, amazing right now. He's our third pick-and-roll ball handler. He relieves the burden on Donovan and Mike. We're better when he and Mike have the ball in their hands than Donovan, and Donovan's our superstar. Like, you're not doing something... Like with George, okay, it'd be great to say we should be able to get better there. He's like, it's always nice to pick on the ninth guy, right? The, if you're When you're really beeping good, what you do is you take the, the worst guy in your rotation and you start complaining. When the Lakers were unbelievable during Showtime, I remember talk radio in LA would always worry about Mark McNamara. Okay, when you're worrying about your 14th guy, you're beeping brilliant. If we're like... So, like, I can sit here and talk to you about George, but let's let's use George as an example because he's the ninth guy and that's what happens when you're brilliant. So, one, he plays his role perfectly. Two, he knows exactly what he's doing. Three, he's content with it. So you bring somebody else in there. I am I don't even know how you get him, but, let's, like, is he okay? Is that guy who's so much better than George Niang okay for playing 11 minutes a night? Or is he going to want 18? And, by the way, George Niang is the most popular player on this team and does everything everything right, like moves it, rotates defensively, battles, does everything right. This group is a collective group. How do they react to that? Like, is that worth the risk? This is not fantasy basketball. So that to me is the primary reason we're going to see very little taking place with the Jazz at the trade deadline because the gain... The risk reward on the gain is really, really hard here. Now we'll talk about the pieces that, like, we'll play it. Like, the front office is not sitting back on their hands right now and saying, "Well, we're thirty and eleven, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna not do anything." They're making calls. We'll walk through what, but it, but there is not a lot for them to get done right now. Today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. I'll put the poll question up on Twitter. I got a sneaking suspicion that Joe Ingles is going to be our Ultra Player of the Week, the one who's brought us the most joy. That's right. It's only worth it if you can enjoy it. And Michelob Ultra comes at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And there's nothing that's brought us more joy, more happiness, and more just flat-out glee Then Joe Ingles play as of late. So I have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to be voting Joe Ingles, our ultra player of the week. Are we happy because we win or do we win because we are happy? What is it that has spurred on the success of Joe Ingles? It's all brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Today's show is also brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Watch CBS games live on Paramount Plus, including the Final Four and the National Championship game on April 5th. Paramount Plus is also the home of the year's round sports, including the Masters, PGA Championship, Champions League, and your Europa League, the NFL, and more. Plus, breaking news, expert picks, highlights from all of your favorite teams with CBS Sports HQ with a 24 7 new Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com before March 31st to receive a one month free trial of paramount plus that's paramountplus.com to receive a one month free trial of paramount plus paramountplus.com locked on today is your daily podcast giving you all the sports you need in 20 minutes follow locked on today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. all right let's look at the jazz for a second let's let's do what dennis Lindsay, justin zanuck they're doing think this is their job they're not you know they're not following my lead and saying oh we're not gonna do anything like that's not how it works so mike conley expiring contract 34.5 million dollars you could move him for you probably couldn't for kyle lowry because that wouldn't toronto wouldn't do it you could try to move him for lonzo ball in some package you'd have to give up you have to put a take in a crappy contract because he doesn't make enough uh you could try to get the aaron gore an air you could do air like, come on. We're not moving Mike Conley is $34.5 million contract. He's a vital piece of our team. He's been an all-star this year. Like, okay. Boyan Bogdanovich has three years, 55 million left on his deals. 18, 17.6 this year, 18.5, 19.3. He is currently scuffling. He was, prior to scuffling, he was right back to where he is, was as a player. And... You know he could probably. I I often think of him as a power forward. then I'd like him to rebound better. Um, the fact of the matter is he's probably a three. Then you don't really need him to rebound better. And so what are you doing in regards to that? Now a few things on Boya. For he's in a he's in a slump. There's no question right now. Like it's it's tough. On the other end, like he's shooting 38 percent from three for the season. Like he's not going to shoot 16 percent from three for, the, for like the next five months. Like that's not happening. The area where his shooting is not as good as it used to be is his two-point shooting. Like his three-point shooting was at 42 his last year in Indiana, 41 last year, It's at 38 right now. It's at 39 for his career. Like th- it's going to just get to 39 or 40. That's, that's who he is as a shooter. That'll come back around. His two-point shooting is a little funky. Right? So he's gone from 48 to 45 last year on two-point shooting, 54 in Indiana, to 48, we changed his role, we put the ball in his hands more, we've done more with him, to 45%. Like that's that's a little funky. So what is that? It's largely at the, the rim. He's gone from 70% to 58% for the rim. I feel like he doesn't have the lift. Maybe he doesn't have the touch from... But everything else in his shooting is actually kind of almost normal. Like, not quite, but almost kind of normal. The other thing that's really interesting about Boyan's shooting this year is he's taking way more of his threes from the corner than usual. Now, that should help his three-point shooting. He's like a 50%, 45% career three-point corner three shooter. But I don't know if that's a sign that teams have changed the way they're defending him a little bit. In other words, last year he took like I think it was 30% of his shots is three-point shots in the corner. And this year, I don't have it in front of me. It's like 44 45%. So it's a huge... Now, that generally seems good, but he's taking one less three. I'm going to guess part of what's happened here is that teams are not leaving him the way they did last year. Teams in general are not leaving our shooters with our propensity for shooting threes as much as we are. And he's not getting the open three at the top the way he did earlier and so therefore it's changed his game he's being forced to put it on the deck a little bit more it's forcing him to change the way he's shooting a little bit more i don't know if that's totally true um his rim percentages percentage of field goals of the rim are way down since he left indiana and they're down this year so not sure like what that is um entirely he's but he's okay he's not quite right trade deadline like okay let's say that Orlando decides we have to get rid of Aaron Gordon and we'll do an Aaron Gordon for Boyan Bogdanovich. If I see that on my Twitter one more time, like, okay, like, let's hypothetically, like, I I don't know that I actually think this is a good move. Um, Like, we get a little bigger. The numbers work, right? You can do it, like, just so, like, in clip, that's, like, it works. Like, I'm not sure. I think we'd have to find a draft pick. We don't have many available. Um, Orlando would have to decide they want Boyan's next two contracts. We'd also have to decide this makes us better. Like, I'm not convinced that that, like, would do that. Like, I talked about Aaron Gordon yesterday. Like, if we're we're 30, whatever, 1 and 11, like, you got to be really certain, don't you? I'm not totally certain on that one. Maybe the pluses would be, it makes us bigger. It makes us more athletic. It makes us younger. The negatives. He's not as good a shooter. I don't know. Like, I don't quite know his vibe on a winning team. So, and I'm not sure that happens. It's like, it's a legitimate, I've got it. You know, it's been sent to me a million times. Like it's a legitimate discussion. And so like, what do you think? Like, it, according to the trade NBA.com, it decreases our win total by three. It's a lot. Does it actually make us better? Like you're going from a non-off-the-bounce shooter to a like, right, okay. Like there, there's one of them. Like we can play this game. Otherwise, you start looking at this, and the only reason, like, let's make sure we're perfectly clear about something. The worst move you can possibly make is like a month ago, if I asked you if you want to trade if you trade on the answer would have been like no. Absolutely not. He brings us toughness. He brings us, he's a great team player. He is willing to move the basketball. He's completely unselfish. He's a half-to-guard shooter. Like, that's how you thought three weeks ago. Like, recency bias on making deals is a terrible idea as a front office. Like, I'm going the back of his basketball card, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it. The... Unless you think you have to get younger, unless you think there's like something seriously wrong with his body, and that's why he's not finishing in the room, unless there's like something to know. Now, the next set of tradable contracts the Jazz have are Jordan Clarkson, we just signed for four years. Joe Ingles at eleven million for two years. Derek Favors for nine millions for three years. Royce O'Neill for nine million for four years. Like, we're just I just can't imagine that a deal comes across the table where we're willing to blow up the apple cart and move one of those guys and think it's going to make us better right now. Sure, our margin of error, we talked about it earlier this week, for greatness is slim. We don't have LeBron or Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard or Giannis Atacumbo or Joel Embiid or Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or James Harden who just automatically mean you're great every day. We have to be collectively great. That makes it really frightening to me that you're going to, if you disrupt the apple cart. Because we're not getting any of the aforementioned names that were just there that would change the complexion of what we are as a team. We are a collective unit that when great is fabulous, but does not have the margin of error of those teams that have... Great superstar. I mean, Steph Curry is a good example. That team's not good. When he's on the floor, they got a chance automatically. Like, we don't have, other than Rudy defensively, we don't truly have that yet. Donovan is fourth year in the league, right? Portland's like close with Dame, but like Bradley Beal's not even that talent. So. If you want to, like, play around in the trade deadline and Jazz never make a move and be, like, ridiculous, yeah, like, on at 18 million, you're trying to move that, and he's a starter who plays 30 minutes a night, and you'd have to decide that the last two weeks are what he is for the future, and you're going to bail on him. Boy, that's tough, man. Not to mention, these are humans, and when you suddenly take this apple cart and upset it, how do they react? What is... The front office sitting up in their perch above the practice facility looking down makes that move. I mean, you heard Ricky Rubio two years ago talk about, you know, I wish they understood. Like, there's definitely an us against them with players against coaching staffs in front offices this time of year. Coaching staffs have to get caught in the middle and they have to try to navigate it. It's really complicated. And so you have to try, if you're the Jazz, to see if you can avoid that. So, all right, I've gotten long. We're gonna, I'm going to blow out the Quinn Snyder 7. We'll talk about the rest of the league trade deadline just because of uh, the uniqueness to it. Uh, and who's going to get moved? Bilt Bar, the brackets continue. Let's see, what do we got today? The final of the sweetest 16, cookies and cream against coconut almond. I'm going cookies and cream partially because I cannot eat the coconut almond, though I hear it tastes just like an almond joy. Coconut Puff advanced yesterday as we expect. The enticing eight looking for its final piece of the puzzle. Cookies and cream. Oh, wait, we have the elite eight. This is an enticing eight matchup today. So the enticing eight is set. Cookies and cream, coconut almond, cookie dough cr- chunk, birthday cake, coconut brownie chunk, caramel brownie, coconut puff, and mint brownie. You know, the vaunted nut nut conference is struggling very similar to the ACC the nut conference is struggling coconut almond is the last of the remaining nut flavors that is still alive the non-nut flavors are surviving it is locked 15 is your promo code to jump aboard and get yourself a nice little deal for you at uh, built bar locked 15 today's episode brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com make sure that you get your 15 your whatever bar you're looking for shipped you can get your own pack they have oh look at that they have a special bar out today raspberry cheesecake with white chocolate they're all available at builtbar.com you can get your 18 bar mix box or you can make your own box with raspberry cheesecake is involved in that builtbar.com promo code locked 5th Today's show also brought to you by Intercap Lending. Steve Carter is amazing. I love Steve Carter. Why? Because he makes our Locked On listeners so happy. Intercap Lending is a nimble, local Utah company. Been in business for a long time. It does a great job. They can actually do your loans if you're outside of Utah listening as well. So feel free if that's... Um, if, that, if you're outside, some people emailed me and asked me, can Steve Carter still help? Yep, Steve Carter is still for, here for you. You can call Steve at 385-885-28, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Call Steve, 385-885-28, Personal Loan Officer for Lockdown Jazz. Make sure you're telling with us, and then you'll be blown away by the experience of his customer service. It's continual. It's from... Everyone we've ever had, no other experience other than perfection with Steve Carter. No pressure, no pressure, Steve Carter. That's what I'm putting on you right there, my friend. No one has ever had a bad experience with Steve Carter. Locked on Bets is our daily gambling podcast, 15 minutes over the big... Events of the day. Lee Sterling hosts it along with your boy Q. It's all brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Get your promo code. It is locked on. You get your 50% welcome bonus right now at BetOnline. If you think you know what's going to happen, the trade deadline, right now would be the time to jump aboard. They had a bunch of player futures. Let's get into it. Where do we think? Let's see if they have. They had... Uh, they are not up anymore. Let me see if I can find it. This will be good for this segment. Hmm. Where can I find this for you? They had a bunch of where everybody was going to be traded and to whom. Ah, here it is. Here's some fun ones from betonline.ag. Aaron Gordon, next team, if traded. Golden State, plus 200. Portland plus 225, Minnesota plus 350, Denver plus 400, Houston plus 600, Boston plus 800. Denver's interesting. Paul Millsap is clearly aging. Michael Porter Jr. is clearly emerging. Does Denver have spot for him? They move Will Barton. They play Michael Porter Jr. suddenly as the three, which they've been doing Most of the time with Barton is the two. Millsap and Porter have been playing a lot of games together, though Millsap's not closing anymore. Porter's been playing almost exclusively with Jokic, which makes him really dynamite. In fact, almost entirely. So Aaron Gordon suddenly comes in and takes your Millsap minutes. How much better... Or does Aaron Gordon come in and take your Millsap and Will Barton minutes? How much better does Denver get with Aaron Gordon? It's an interesting question there. Portland has been playing together with that position with Zach Collins injury and everything else. I'm not sure that that changes dramatically who they are. I think Denver's great. And it's, Denver is just kind of like, Denver gets a little bit better. That makes me nervous. Millsap's not giving them a lot. Andre Drummond, next team, if traded. Dallas plus 150. So you put Drummond next to K- Chris Daps, I don't know who possibly guards a four. The Knicks... Mitchell Robinson, I don't think they're doing that. Toronto plus 350. I'm not sure why they do that unless it's full rebuild and they take that for and with picks. Miami plus 500. Play Drummond with Bam out of Bayou, or we just think of Drummond as a backup. Chicago plus 500. They've got a gap there. And Boston plus 750. That would be, I guess, in exchange for Tristan Thompson sending him back to Cleveland of some sort. Or where is Andre Drummond now? Who knows? Um, I think he's in Cleveland still, but he's just not in Cleveland. I I don't think Drummond gets traded. I do think Drummond could end up on the Lakers in a buyout. Drummond, from a free agency standpoint, is almost better to not go to Cleveland, to not do that and go to Cleveland, to stay in Cleveland and uh, take that deal because then he has uh, bird rights and can do a sign and trade. John Collins, Dallas 200. Boy, he'd be unbelievable in Dallas. That's an interesting... That would change Dallas. John Collins put him with Chris Dapp's Przingis. Woo! Boston, 250. Minnesota, 300. Sacramento, plus 400. Detroit, plus 700. John Collins and Sacramento would be a good pickup, too. I don't know how they do it. Kyle Lowry have traded minus 175 to Miami. Plus 250 to the Clippers. Plus 450 to the 76ers. Clippers are going to try to end up with either Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, and if not, end up with George Hill. And George Hill is a box of chocolates. Lonzo Ball plus 200 to the Hawks. That's interesting. They do as part of a John Collins deal. I don't really see John Collins next to Zion. And New Orleans wasn't in the John Collins numbers. Knicks at plus 200. Clippers plus 300. Chicago plus 400. Chicago, Laurie and I think they're going to have to move. I think they'll probably decide they're not going to trade Laurie Markin, and then they've got to figure out what they're doing with him. Nikola Vukovic have traded Boston plus 120. Be interesting in that system. San Antonio plus 175. They have all their picks. You could see them do a LaMarcus Aldridge, Nikola Vukovic exchange with some picks. Charlotte plus at 250. I thought Charlotte was the sneaky player in the trade deadline before the uh, LaMelo ball injury. Norman Powell have traded plus 150 to the Knicks, plus 200 to Dallas. Boy, Dallas, keep an eye on Dallas here. Clippers plus 300, Golden State plus 450. And finally, Victor Oladipo to the Knicks plus 200, Miami plus 200, Lakers plus 350, Orlando plus 400. I don't think Oladipo moves a meter. My assessment here, Clippers get Ricky Rubio, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Lowry, George Hill. I think Kyle Lowry moves the meter and Lonzo Ball moves the meter for the Clippers. Aaron Gordon to Denver might move the meter. John Collins to Denver would move the meter for me. John Collins to Dallas would move a meter for me. Nikola Vukovic to San Antonio would move a meter a little bit. Not a lot. Norman Powell to Dallas would move a meter for me. See what happens. It's tomorrow. Trade deadline. That is Lockdown Jazz. Thanks to betonline.ag. Use your promo code LOCKDOWN. To get all that, thank you very much for uh, giving us those odds for that segment. It is locked on, Jess.